At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. talking about the, uh, the tale of two kingdoms, kingdom of Saul, kingdom of David. We've been there for a couple weeks, and we're going to stay there for a while. Uh, you have to know that, you know, if you, if you lead up to this in the book of Judges, you understand, I think I preached, I'll try to read scripture today. I think last week I, I, I preached and never did read a scripture and uh, it's not probably not a good thing because we need to read the word, but probably the first time I've ever done that. But I just got carried away, so look over me. Uh, but anyway, in Judges it says there was no king in those days, and everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. Right? And the thing is, you have to understand, when it talks about a king here, it's, it's, it, it actually, it's, it's, it's used as a verb, and it means to rule or to govern. And, oh, Lord, somebody pray for your pastor and pray just, Lord, let him, let him deliver this, what's in his heart and what's in his spirit. I don't, want, I don't want to preach you a sermon. I want to give you something that's going to be life-changing. It means to rule, to make king. It means to rule, to be king, to have power and dominion over people and nations. Israel rejected God from ruling over them. And we have to learn, and this may not be, this, this may not be one of those shout-me-down messages, but I feel like I'm speaking exactly what God wants me to, to uh, speak to our people. We have to learn how to come under authority in order to have the protection and the covering and the blessing of God in our lives. This may be like teaching. By the way, Thursday night was great. Amen. How many enjoyed Thursday night? And we moved our midweek service to uh, Thursday. It was awesome. And uh, it's going to be doing that at least through the summer months. Uh, but we had some visitors here. It was just great. But we're going to be teaching some of this stuff on Thursday night as well. How many of us, we need, to, we need to recognize the authority of who God is? Amen? Are you all with me? We need to be subject to authority. Jesus. Israel wanted a king to be installed. They said, give us a king so we can be like other nations. They no longer wanted to be under the rule of God and the prophetic voice of the prophet of, of Samuel. Eli was the priest, Samuel the prophet. They said, give us a king. Listen, when you, when you reject the authority of God and when you, eject, when you reject the authority that God has placed over you under him and then you pull yourself out from underneath the covering that God has given you. Y'all got to help me. Help me preach. What we have here, it describes God's establishment of Saul as the first king over Israel. 
what happened was the Israelites had set up kings. They wanted kings set up without the approval of God. Give us a king. God says, you want a king? I'll give you a king. But you must know that if you make anything else, if you make anything else king other than me, and then you're going to end up losing some blessings. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And Israel was better off living in a tent with God than to live in a palace with the king. Amen. Amen. And, and thank God for our blessings. Thank God for what we have every day. But I'm telling you, we're better off up there on that mountain with the blessing of God and sitting under the authority of God than we are in that new sanctuary over there and not under God's authority. You know, that, there's, there's a spirit of religion. Oh, y'all got to help me, man. Come on, elders. There's a spirit of religion that's, that's, that's settled over this, this, this region. And, and, and a, a big part of the spirit of religion says, I know everything and I'm not go- I don't have to be subject to any authority. You know, they, they didn't want to come under Jesus' rule. The Pharisees didn't want to listen to Jesus. They thought they had it all figured out. But you know, we got to realize that without him, we are nothing. I said, without him, we are nothing. God, we're going we're gonna to subject ourselves to your authority. We need God. We need God. We're going to flow as the, as the kingdom of David, and we're going to flow. Oh, y'all, y'all got to hear what I'm saying to you this morning. Let me go. Let me go. No king. And everyone did that which was right in their own eyes. And then we talk about in 1 Samuel 8, when it talks about the judges, and, and, and it's, it's the most common word to designate the function of government. God believes in government. God believes in order. But it's God's government and it's God's order. And we come out of God's government and God's order and we think we have it all figured out. When you think you know everything, guess what? You don't know anything. Do y'all love me? I'm going to preach this to myself. Amen. I feel, I feel, I told, I told these guys this morning, I feel that old time uh, Harley Hensley anointing settling in this room. Is that all right? Is that all right? We just preach you the truth, amen. We just preach you, hey, we need God. We need the fire of God. It doesn't matter how big a church building we build. You know what? And, and people get so caught up on the, on, you know, Charles called me. Where's Charles? Downstairs. Charles called me, called me or texted me. This, this, uh, they're over there painting. Thank God. Those guys have been working, man. Uh, a lot of people have been over there painting and stuff. And uh, where's Billy? I told Billy, I said, I heard there's one good painter over there. Who is it? He said, it's probably me. I'm the best painter. <laughs> I'm kidding. But then his wife backed him up and said, he really is a good painter. He's probably painted a lot, I guess, on his job. But anyway, Carl, uh, Charles, Carl's, <laughs> Carl's child me this weekend. I don't really care. I just don't care. Hey, hey, hey. He said, we're, 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 we're trying to finish up this paint. He said, what color do you want your office? So I did what? I was going up. I, was, I wasn't at home. And so I did what every anointed husband, pastor, man of God would do. I texted my wife. <laughs> what color should I paint my office? But you see, here's the bottom line is, I don't really care. And I'm not trying to be rude. And if Charles can hear this and our trustees, I appreciate that very much, that you would honor me and say, what color do you want your office? You know, they could have went in there and painted it some ugly, Tennessee yeah, Tennessee <laughs> orange or something. 
You know, they could have just said, they had a special on Tennessee orange or something, like you said, or, or some pea green or something, you know. So I appreciate that they would honor me in that and say, what color do you want your office? But honestly, I don't really care. Because the thing about it is, and we want to decorate, we want to make the God's house as beautiful as we can make it, right? I mean, you know, we don't, want to, we don't want to shame on us when we give our house the best, give God's what's left. Shame on us when we tip the waiter 15% and count it up and give God barely 10 after taxes are taken out. Oh, that'll preach, won't it? Amen. Oh, I'm going to try to be good. We don't care to drop 50 for that steak, but we'll $1 that offering plate. I'm just about done. You know what I'm preaching? I'm preaching authority. When you come, you, you come under God's authority, it's respect. And you respect the authority of God. And you say, God, I'm going to give you my best. And guess what? That's when God's going to give you his covering. Thank God for grace. I know we get outside of it sometimes, Randy, and thank God for his grace and his mercy. But I'm telling you, when you leave the authority of God, you leave your covering. Adam and Eve, all they had to do, and, and I can't even stay with my notes anymore on this stuff. All Adam and Eve had to do was listen to the voice of God. God says, you can do this, 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 but don't touch that tree. They did it anyway. Did God say? You know, did he say? The enemy comes and asks him, did, did God really say that? So they don't listen to the authority of God, the voice of God. They, they lost their covering. And then God had to kill something to cover them. Are you hearing me this morning? There's four levels of authority. Individual, church, government, and God. Oh, Jesus. There's four coverings to the tabernacle of Moses. And I think that's interesting. When you build the tabernacle, Randy, four coverings. We're going to talk about that. I don't know how far we'll get in it. Samuel represented the prophetic voice of God, the judge of Israel. But the people were not concerned about the voice of God. They wanted a physical king. Hear me. When the word of God gets old and the voice of God is not important, we are in trouble. Amen? If you believe that, say amen. God said, they have rejected me. Samuel goes and says, they want a king. God says, don't worry about it, Samuel. They haven't rejected you. They've rejected me. 
So when you reject the prophetic voice of God, you are actually rejecting God himself. And it was prophetic because when Jesus came, the scripture says that they said, give us Caesar, and they rejected the king, Jesus. Oh, are y'all hearing this? That's where we are in the world today. There's a rejection of the voice of God. There's a rejection of the authority of God. There's a rejection of the prophetic voice of God and a rejection of the son himself. I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot to the chase. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit nail it right on the head right here. That's where America is today and that's why America has the problems they have. It's not a politician. It's not Republicans or Democrats or Tea Party or Bean Party or whatever party you talk about. It's because we have rejected the word and the voice of God. We got, we got to fall under the authority of God. If we'll repent and fall under his authority, his covering will come back over this nation. And when we get ourselves individually outside of that authority, Brandon, we, 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 we're in the same situation. Are y'all with me? So the Lord said to Samuel, heed their voice and make them a king. It's almost funny because Israel rejects God and God's still in control. He says, here's what to do. Here's who to put in, right? Oh, I'm getting there. Stay with me. I know we've spoke about some of this stuff. So how many knows we need to get this in us? We need to review it. Amen. Are you receiving it? Kingdom of David. Kingdom of David. Not the kingdom of Saul. The kingdom of Saul has fleshly ambitions, fleshly, selfish ambitions, agendas. What's good for me? We got to get out of what's good for me. Do y'all love me? Somebody say God's in control. When we resist God, we hurt ourselves. The heart of Saul revealed the heart of a nation. Amen? Here's the key. Judges did not make a government. They met a specific need in time of crisis. Kings established a standing government with an administration that makes decrees. When we operate the way we're supposed to operate under the authority of God, we can function as kings and we make decrees. We got to stop begging God. God don't want us to beg him. If we're operating in the kingdom of God, we can make decrees. We come under the authority of God and then he sets up his kingdom, his kingdom here on earth. Are y'all with me? Is there anybody out there? If you're out there, shout amen. amen. If you're receiving the word, shout amen. If you're ready to, to get past this selfish stuff and say, I'm going to operate the way God wants me to operate, say amen. amen. If you want to see this, the kingdom of God here in Bell County, Kentucky, come on, it's time not, we got to get past just having a church service. We're going to be kingdom people. You need to be kingdom people in your homes. You need to be get priests and kings over your family. Oh, hallelujah. Here we go. In Judges 8, Gideon was offered the throne over Israel. Did y'all know that? He refused it saying, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. This was the heart of all, all the godly judges. 
And that's why Israel went some 400 years in the promised land without a king. Godly judges. Are you with me? But now, I want, I want to teach you just for a second. Individual authority, children, kids, youth, hear me. Do you want to live long? How many of you guys want to live long? We've got three of you. Four. <laughs> Scripture says, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the earth. Now, I understand it's appointed that a man wants to die, but I think we can move up the date. Some people think, well, you got a set day and you're going to die regardless. Uh, I, I don't believe that. If you believe that, you believe that. But, you know, if you go out and you can shorten it. If you go out and drink, smoke, and all these other things and running down the road like a wild man, you may move the day up. Hey, my papa lived to be 100. He honored his father and his mother. Amen? Individual authority to your parents. Family. You got to learn to... You got to learn to come under authority. I'm preaching something that's going to help us. And then when you step up, the next authority is the church. You come under the authority that those that have been ordained, put into authority. Come on. Your pastors and your elders, come on. Are y'all with me? And then the church, oh, this is going to get some people's Mess some people up here. The church is supposed to be under the authority of the government. I know you're saying, wait a minute. Separation of church and state. God's original plan was that the government was under his authority and the government didn't try to dictate the church, but the government was a covering for the church. Oh, come on, let us get that revelation. It's in my notes. We were talking about it. You mentioned, do y'all know what a theocracy is? Here's the definition. A system of government in which the priests rule in the name of God. This was the commonwealth of Israel from Moses to Saul. Am I telling the truth? You guys have studied this. So what happens is, when, when any of these, you have these four, David, when any of these step out of alignment, we lose the covering of God because the government has stepped out of alignment and they're not under the authority of God, but they're trying to still dictate what the church can and can't do. Are y'all hearing this? It's not a covering. Oh, God, God wants to set up a kingdom and he puts people in place. Come on, are you with me? We have to be under his authority. When we're under the authority of the family, and we're under the authority of the church, we're under the authority of the government, when it does not dictate, but it listens to, and it's under the authority of God, everything's in alignment, and everything flows in its proper place. But when you come out from under that authority, you're in trouble. That's why America's in the trouble she's in, because she has gotten out from under the authority of God, and she don't have that covering. Are y'all with me? If you're with me, say amen. Where's Tyler? Where you at, pal? Come on up, man. 
Are y'all receiving the word? Put Daniel 2, 22. I want you to see something. Daniel 2, 20. We're going to do the next verse too. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. Look what it says, verse 21. And he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. I told you last week, Right now, Saul is ruling. But out there in the field, there's a David that's watching the sheep. And he's killing lions. And he's killing bears. Are y'all with your pastor? Will you do one thing for me? And this is, are y'all hearing my heart? Authority is not, and, and, I, and, and I'm preaching this and teaching this because I think it will help us. It'll, it will promote our church. Authority is not, oh, somebody's ruling over me, and it's not for a complex. It's not to be the boss. That's not, that's not, that's not the way God operates. Authority is for your protection, your discipline, your covering. And when you get outside, out of the rim of that authority, you get outside the rim of your covering. Do y'all love me? As long as the children of Israel were under God's authority, they had his covering. Amen? Improper alignment results in chaos. Improper alignment results in chaos. Selfish agendas. And then when the people turn to government rather than the voice of God, society loses their covering because the government's not listening to God. Right? Are y'all with me? The kingdom of Saul says we don't need the voice of God. We don't need that. You know what I say? I say, speak, Lord. Come on, somebody, somebody else say it. Say, speak, Lord. Come on, say it again. Say, speak, Lord. So, Justin, here you go. What happens to a society, a nation, when the church is not hearing the voice of God? We, we become, here's what happens. We become subject to worldly influences and something or someone else becomes our king. God's got to be our king. Amen? I'll tell us who kingdoms. You sound good, man. I'm just about done. Five... I got four more times, right? When we walk in submission, we bring the favor of God into every level of society. I know y'all aren't shouting me down, but this is, this is good stuff. I'm going to say that again, and you should write it down. When we walk in submission as the church, we bring the favor of God into every level of society. When we submit ourselves, 
right? Somebody say amen. Israel existed to be a theocracy, but God allowed Israel to have what they wanted in order to show him his per- show them his perfect plans. They, they rebelled and they got in a mess. Okay, that's what you want to do. Go ahead and do it. That's what's happening with America right now. I think he believes that in the midst of all that, right here in this region, we can, we can submit to God and we can have the blessing of God. Does anybody believe that? I'm speaking that we're going we're gonna to have that. Is anybody with me in this room? The heart of Saul was a heart after flesh. The heart of David was a heart after God. David was a man after God's own heart. Now I want to show you something real quick. The scripture says that 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 they were looking for a king that would come and sit up on the please please get this. They were looking for a king that would sit up on the throne of David. A physical king. But see, here's here's the real interpretation. David had a heart that was after God. So when we when we prepare our hearts for God, when we prepare our hearts for Jesus to sit up on the throne, it's not an earthly throne. When we have the same heart, I've told you before, David wasn't perfect, but David repented. When Saul was confronted with his sin, he placed blame. When David was confronted, Samuel confronted Saul, Saul placed blame on someone else. Nathan confronted David, David said, I'm the man. Stop pointing fingers at somebody else. Take inventory of you. Oh, come on. Take inventory of you. You know, that, that everybody wants to blame somebody else. I'm, I'm this way because my mama didn't rock me enough. I'm this way because my daddy, and I know people have situations. People, people struggle through things. But you, have, you know what you got to do? You have to see where you are and move forward and say, I'm not going to let my past determine my future. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to come under his submission. Oh, glory. Come on, somebody help me in this room. Are we going to be the church? Are we just going to be people that's going to just keep whining and crying and saying this or that or the other? I don't like this. I don't like that. That's the kingdom of salt. Get out of your selfish ambition, your selfish agendas, and say, guess what? I want to go with God. I want to have a heart after God. And when I do that, I'm going to prepare a throne for the God to come and sit up. Guess what? You get your heart heart right he'll come and sit on that throne he'll be there in the good times he'll be there in the bad when somebody says something negative you'll say God is with me are you hearing me I'm passionate about what I'm speaking to you yeah Can I have just a few more minutes? The heart of Saul, the kingdom of Saul, complains about superficial stuff that's going to burn anyway. Like I said earlier, colors. I've seen churches split because of the color of the carpet. It don't matter. I'll just go ahead and tell you, and I know this probably sounds like I'm patting myself on the back and I'm pulling my own chain. 
but I'm not. I, I'm the pastor of this church. I'm not selected one, one thing over there. Well, I'll take it back. When we, get, when we did these building plans, I said, I want one thing. All I asked for is my own bathroom. That's all I asked for. So when you, tour, when you tour the new building and you see my bathroom in the pastor's office, well, that's all he asked for. Just a commode. <laughs> if we don't subject ourselves to the authority of God and we don't have his power and anointing and covering over us, it, none of it will matter anyway. We can move this church to the Crystal Cathedral. Are y'all hearing me? Forget, forget the superficial things, the petty things. Subject yourselves to authority. Starting with him. Are y'all with me? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you this one word and we're gonna quit. And this is where we're gonna continue next week. And you need to get this, uh, hear this stuff when you're gone. If you want, I'll email you my notes. I'm closing, I promise. Contrast between Saul and David. We're going to move into those now. Number one, pride. Saul was controlled by pride. I'm just going to say this. If humility is present, we can overcome major flaws. Who has flaws? Ernie does. Jill's holding up both hands and both feet. And Charles, this way, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jill, he really was. Marriage counseling, later. Self-inflicted by me. No. One more time, how many, how many has flaws? If humility is present, you can overcome major flaws. But if humility is not present, they will eat you up. And hear me, they will, they will become your own demise. Remember, what Saul wouldn't kill, killed him. What you won't kill will kill you. And it starts with humility and realizing, hey, it's me. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not you. It's me. 
Some of you can't do that. But those of you that can, you're going to be all right. Oh, I'm trying to quit here. I'm going to say it again. If you can't do that, you're, you're, you're in trouble. If you can't do that, you're in trouble. Saul said it was the people. He placed blame. And you know what? Here's the deal. And you got to see this. This is about our families. Because Saul's entire family was affected by the decision that he made. This ain't just about you. Oh, I wish y'all hear me. This is not just about you. This is about your entire family. This is about the church. This is about the region. You better walk in humility and you better become subject to the authority that's over you because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I feel like I'm, I'm delivering a, a strong word as I've ever spoken to you. And you need to hear it and you need to receive it. Amen? Somebody say we receive it. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.